0: Expounded Universe, Season 4, Episode 4, Character Assassin's Creed, the book, The Courtship of Princess Leia, by Dave Wolverton, the year, 1995, Chapters 7 and 8, with your hosts, Jeff and John. Let's go. Hi, I'm the Herbs and Spices Kid, take it down a notch,
1: on. If you leave Star Fox there, he's gonna eat that millennial <laughs> Yeah. Hey bees, hey bees, hey bees. Yo, baby, poop bitches, I got it.
0: <laughs> Welcome back to Expounded Universe, the Expanded Universe, Star Wars, novel, podcast, discussion, good times, extravaganza, hootenanny.
1: Yay. Gone for just one week and you've already forgotten everything.
0: You were doing so good what? for a while. I got then. the whole thing right at the beginning. I just kept going for fun. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You can check the tapes, John. We check have the tapes. We have the tapes. <laughs> It was, <laughs> the, the piss tapes are real. Expounded universe, the Star Wars expanded universe discussion novel podcast format extravaganza hoedown. See, no problem. I know a Hoot nanny. It's a hoedown. It's a hoot
1: nanny. A hoedown.
0: A hoot nanny. <laughs> you and me are having words. We're going out behind the barn. Hey, you. Let's fight. <laughs> okay. Well, that's the right. The answer is them's fighting words. <laughs> Okay. So uh anyway, yeah, we were at Gen Con for a week, so uh please excuse the one week absence of Expanded Universe, but we're back. I'm Jeff. That's my co-host John. John, how you doing? Oh, uh, I've got a little bit of that con crud. Yeah, me too. I think we have different con cruds, so at least I didn't get it from you.
1: Yeah. I uh I got mine starting at the convention, so I may have also been a vector for someone else's crud.
0: It could well be that I picked up some crud from you, but some I assume you I assume you've pooped in the last 2 days. Yeah, all the time. Yeah, not me. Nope, that's that's a thing I don't do any anymore. Oh, actually, Not that, anymore! That's not true. As of this recording, I took a Dolkalax and I pooped for a good four minutes straight in five different colors.
1: <laughs> I'm sure that all of our listeners are excited to know about that. All I'm saying is They're that very I, pleased to based, know that this has happened. Based
0: on the color and the consistency and so on, I'm pretty sure Dolkalax are a product of the Wonka Corporation.
1: Oh, definitely. Because,
0: I, I mean, there were things coming out of me that needed, like, Dr. Seuss-style names.
1: <laughs> all of a sudden, you had, like... A weird musical coming out of mm-hmm. your butt. I was pooping phlembos uh, and crembos. The poop of many colors. <laughs> it was brown and green and yellow and red and, oh, that's a bad sign. <laughs> Come with me and, and you'll, you'll pee in a toilet full of mullet, multicolored poopies. Oh, mullet-colored poopies.
0: This <laughs> <laughs> mullet-colored all the colors of the redneck rainbow. <laughs> Uh okay so anyway let's get back to what we actually do here on the show which That's is right. which is a couple chapters at a time dig our way through the worst Star Wars books there are.
1: Man, nah it's been a while since I've hated like everyone in a book and
0: Fucking the courtship of Princess Leia is doing its best. Oh, gosh, yeah. I feel like this might have been the template on which uh, Shadows of the Empire was... Because this is way older than Shadows. Yeah. Uh, uh, this may be the template on which Shadows of the Empire was founded. Like, this might might have been something that that, that turned into the mold for Shadows.
1: Oh, yeah. It was definitely the the concept that... Everyone sucks and is terrible except for Chewbacca. Mm-hmm. Is definitely taken wholeheartedly from here and put into uh, the shadows. Yeah, book. in
0: the shadows they had managed to innovate a little and they started to describe Chewbacca in horrible ways. Like he doesn't suck necessarily, but he definitely. Oh, has- he doesn't suck, but everyone hates him. Yeah, everyone hates him and he's like moan gargling and hooning. At one point, I think he harns. Oh yeah, he harns tough. He harns so hard. <laughs> Uh, okay, so we start chapter seven, which is where we're beginning our new, our our current story. Uh, wandering in the botanical gardens of Coruscant. Uh, yeah,
1: now the uh, the botanical gardens have many a special little tree and grass and shrub and whatnot apparently from it's, Alderaan.
0: Apparently, it's huge. Like the botanical gardens of Coruscant are absolutely bug fucking enormous.
1: Well, I mean, when you've got an entire planet that's just city. When you're like, here we made a place for I don't know trees and stuff. You're like, great, that can just be a level, yeah. like
0: an entire level of a city. Yeah, absolutely. It's po- it's possibly true that it had to be the top level, right? Unless this is all hydroponics. Oh or, yeah, and artificial sunlight. And oh, shit it's up definitely
1: there. hydroponics. Yeah. They are definitely 420 blazing it.
0: yeah I'm sure there's a whole section of this massive city-sized botanical garden given over to fun weed obviously mm-hmm. a fun weed not the bad weed no it's the good weed
1: it's it is indeed the chronic and not that skunk weed
0: yeah or the one that makes you which one I always forget this and I'm sure some stoner is going to get super mad now that sativa if you want to be like sad and indica if you want to be like g- good or whatever I forget I don't know No nah, man sativa's like an entirely different thing oh it is it okay I don't know. Uh, anyway, let's push forward. We are wandering through the Alderon section of the Botanical Gardens, uh, where we are hanging around with a whole bunch of trees that were obviously described by the concept artist behind She-Ra. Huh. Uh, because everything's rainbows on Coruscant, apparently. Coruscating rainbows of sparkle colors. <laughs> <laughs> the kind of colors that make more sense if you see them on a furry's drawing of a dog. I... <laughs>
1: When Leia is describing all of these trees and plants and whatnot and how they would grow to be like the entire side of a cliff and just run up a waterfall and whatever. Mm-hmm. But then she also goes, oh, yeah, but these were super rare. And normally I would I've seen it
0: like once when I was a kid and yeah. lived there. Specifically the wandering amongst the oro wood trees. I which like
1: were- it. No, I just like that it's.
0: It's shit that is like,
1: oh no, this wasn't a standard tree here. No, we just happened to have clippings of the weird shit.
0: Yeah, like they were. She was saying that orowood only grew on two small islands on Coruscant, which oh, not Coruscant, uh, Alderaan. Which makes sense because I guess Alderaan is primarily described as sort of scrubland that got pretty well taken out in terms of mineral value through hundreds of years of like various pirates and insect invasions and so on. So I guess they probably are pretty cherishing towards the remaining chunks of cool shit they had left. Oh, yeah. So we're looking at Oro wood trees. Uh, also, there's some very red and gold deer. Like, they're literally red with gold stripes, like <laughs> glittery gold stripes. That are wandering around amongst the trees. That sounds great. It does. It does sound very pretty. It's all very nice. That honestly sounds delicious. I'm I'm super excited about those red gold. I want to take a bite out of them. Just want to pick them up and eat them, and then just put them back down, and they just bound away. Thank you.
1: I mean, given the way that they're described, it sounds like they're gummy deer. (laughs) They're
0: gummy. We just keep doing Wonka stuff today. There's a river of Alderanian chocolate running through all of this, and a lake of stew, and a whiskey too. Alderanian whiskey. Yeah, and you can paddle all around it in a big canoe, a hover canoe. In the big Alderaan Candy Mountains, I guess. Okay, yeah. so... Um, <laughs> I love that song, John.
1: It's a great song. It's, it's one of my favorite It's pieces. a great song about a dead
0: hobo. It's one of my favorite chunks of American satire. When when the, the writing on it where the hobo is like, oh, I have all these dreams about what a perfect world would be like. And they're like, the cops still beat you up and lock you in jail, but you get to leave.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the dog bites you, but its teeth isn't as hard. <laughs>
0: That's all I can come up with. Uh, okay. Uh, so who are wandering through these botanical garden woods why obviously it's princess leia and princey soldier yeah and not just wandering but wandering
1: hand in hand i don't know what the timeline is here like we know that there was the attempt on princess leia's life Mm -hmm. possibly as soldiers we don't know there was just assassins
0: well it is that afternoon so it's right after the whole uh the, the the Alderanian Council meeting thing, the one where in chapter six where it's like the Alderanian Council happened, where where Leia showed up and and Threk and Horm was like, great, let's all start planning this fuck fest.
1: Yeah, and you know we found out that uh, Han Solo is actually a prince. Yeah, he's actually the. He's I'm a, a bona fide prince.
0: <laughs> Which is weird because Leia doesn't look Jewish. <laughs> uh, Okay, But no, it, we find out that Leia or that Luke or. God, what's wrong with me? I that don't know, man. It's the con crud. That Han is the deposed king of Corellia, technically. Technically. Ugh. I'm glad that it never gets mentioned in the other books. Although at that
1: point, you aren't a prince because no one in your family is actually royalty. They've been deposed. You're like descended from it. But then fuck you. I'm a prince then. I'm descended from the fucking tutors. I can trace my
0: line back there. You know who else can? Like a billion other people because that's how timelines work. I'm descended from Genghis fucking Khan. I'm going to get on a horse and kill some guys. I get this is to... Khan's fucking. I can't wait to get back to, uh, to to wherever he was from, China, and just be like, "This is mine now." Thank you. You mean Mongolia? I he's Mongolia was China at the time. Get off my back!
1: Uh, I no, I will not. Oh. I will stay on your back and continue to record this podcast. Oh,
0: fine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, my back. Ah. He's back there cackling like a lizard monkey. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, um, he. The two of them are walking hand in hand that very afternoon. Isolde and Leia through that this botanical garden. That very That very same afternoon. And then Leia, while they're wandering and looking at all the perfect pretty trees and everything, uh, she gets a... Oh, I'm sorry. I only want to talk about the Erelute first. The Erelute. The Erolutes, which is a flower they find that's uh, growing out here. And she's like, oh, the Erelute. Let me tell you about this romantic-ass flower. Yeah, this is the flower that it's tradition for
1: on Alderaan... Before someone weds, you have to plant
0: one there, because if you see an arrow loot on your wedding day, then it's good luck. So what happens is your sisters run to your house and plant arrow while you're not looking? Yeah, but it's bad luck if you see someone planting it. And the reason that this is all the case is because arrow work like this. They grow up as a cute flower. They have a little seed in them. But then when they dry, the flower closes up into a little ball around the seed, and then it rattles around in there. So they give them to babies to use as rattles. Yeah. Uh, but that's stupid, because how do they disperse the seed if they catch it and treat it as a rattle? This is a shit plant. Oh, this it's is the a worst shit plant planet. from a shit planet that deserved to be exploded.
1: <laughs> nothing
0: but nothing but idiots, fat senators, and dumb flowers. Good hot take there from uh-huh. Jeff. Yeah, Alderaan deserved it, the end. Nuclear <laughs> hot take, Jeff.
1: <laughs> Tarkin did nothing wrong.
0: You probably never heard that take, right? Yeah.
1: <laughs> Fuck Alderaan, it was better off blown up. Good job, Tarkin. <laughs> Uh, so I, I can't believe that this is, I mean, I can't believe because this is a shit book, but it's amazing to me that it has been timeline wise, as far as how long Leia has known Isolder, that she is now
0: straight up on team Isolder. Oh, 100%. She's maybe known him for five days at this point. And she's just holding
1: hands and
0: snuggling up with him. And
1: we get in her, like, inner monologue, like, you know what?
0: Fuck that Han guy. Yep. This guy's great. I like a soldier now. At this point, she's starting to feel bad that it's, that she's going to have to break up with Han pretty soon. That's what's on her inner monologue mind. She's like, she's like, oh, Han, I feel so bad about how I'm going to eventually have to definitely dump him for sure.
1: Yeah. This has gone from they show up and the, uh, the Hapen committee's like, hey, here's a dude you can marry. And sh- her inner monologue is, oh, well, fuck that guy. I like Han. To like five di- days later going, Oh, man, I cannot wait to bone down with a soldier. Uh, Han who? What? I'm yeah, sorry.
0: exactly. At this point, she's treating Han like Old Hat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, so... <laughs> uh... <laughs> All right, so she gets a quick phone call, and the phone call is yet again from Threckenhorn, who I had no idea was such a big character in here. Uh, thre- well, he's a huge dude, though. Oh, I yeah, assume. he's a big character. He's a big fella, but uh, he is an important character. He's calling her basically just to pull her off the Verpin assignment, which, let's be clear, she was already mentally checked out of that anyway. I was not sure if she was even still doing anything
1: with that, like... She was supposed to go meet with some bear Bell person. Never did, as far as I know. No, that never happened. Never made any sort of like, oh, yes, I'm going to go do this. She immediately accepted the offer to be like, oh, I'm going to go on a hapes tour. I'm going on a
0: six-month fuckfest of hapes.
1: Yeah, but don't you have a diplomatic
0: mission to do of indeterminate length, like depending on how negotiations go? Yeah, but, meh. Uh, take a number. I got the number 60. Oh, my vagina has the numbers 1 through
1: 59. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do wh- you
0: know? There are 59 hapies planets, so... Uh... <laughs> there's 63. I guess there's maybe four she's choosing to skip.
1: Yeah, it's the four <laughs> planets that gave her just shitty gifts. I'm not going to fucking riddle planet. What is this? eat a, a dick. A riddle and a
0: Star Destroyer? Pass.
1: <laughs> Hard
0: pass. <laughs> so... Okay. Uh, she gets this call from Threkken, and Threkken is like, "Hey, uh, we decided you don't need to do the Verpine mission. It's gotten too bad over there for for you to even be involved. We need to Shit send the military." has escalated. We're sending Mon Mothma and Han Solo. Yeah, and and uh, here's what's happened specifically. We already found a Barabell ship full of chopped up Verpine. Uh, and if you don't remember what's going on here, because it's been a few weeks, uh, the Barabel and the Verpine were about to start a war because the Verpine defaulted on some contracts to the Barabel. The Barabel are big evil lizard people, and they were planning to eat the Verpine, who are bug people. In response, hey,
1: a lot of people like them bug peoples.
0: Verping like, are very popular.
1: Apparently, everyone wants a a good, healthy chunk of verping to yeah. eat on.
0: I can tell you that the folks over at the one shot uh, the campaign and they were nuts about those verping bugos. Mm. They were crazy for them for a little while there. Just loved it. Yeah, super into these bug feet folks. So anyway, a, a big old Hannibal Lecter spaceship full of chopped up verping meat has been discovered, uh, and they're going to send Mon Mothma and Han. And Threkin says that they're going to send Han with a full on fleet of Star Destroyers. Yeah. To, to deal with the problem. So you don't need to do that. You can just go on your fun hapes murd- or, or marriage fest.
1: Fucking, okay. I understand that at this point, you've probably got a lot of reclaimed Star Destroyers. Mm-hmm. But that has to be the worst fucking way to be like, oh, we want to go you know, do a peacekeeping mission on there. We're going to jump out of hyperspace with all these Star Destroyers. That's not going to be fucking
0: terrifying for everyone who has just been under the thumb of the empire can i talk about uh, real quick here why haven't they changed the name of those like the moment they got a whole bunch of them they should have been like we're gonna call these peace balloons or something yeah that's the, right i mean whatever they're gonna call them you know uh, peace warriors whatever but star destroyer is a bad name it's, it's, a, it's a name meant to inspire fear it's like i wonder if they changed the name of all those imperial bone melters they got <laughs> no, I mean they—they they melt bone. So yeah, they do. That's all they professionally do is melt bone. Indeed. Yeah, I, I mean Han probably took command of one of the Imperial dick scrapers a while ago.
1: <laughs> just uh, a big old
0: flying cheese grater that gets every dick. Every dick. Every. It just scrapes it up real good. Just the worst. It's like some medium grit sandpaper all over it. But they probably, they didn't change the name of any of this. It's just sort of surprising to me. At least they're changing the names to stuff like the Mon Mothma and the Peaceful Friend. Yeah. And not just, you know, what they were actually named when they were under Imperial command. I mean. The fist all the way up your butt. That's right.
1: Darth Vader's personal flagship, the fist all the way up your butt.
0: (laughs) And then I open my hand, he says secretly to himself. (laughs) And I wave to people.
1: wave to the people
0: the safe word is fuck you i'm darth vader there's no safe word (laughs) (laughs) Uh, all right so anyway han has been assigned to a whole fleet of star destroyers to head out to Verpine space or the roshi system and solve the problem
1: of course leia's reaction to getting this news from Horm is to just kind of go hey wait a minute that's my job
0: then again yeah in the space of a paragraph She equivocates herself into thinking, I'm fine with having all of my responsibilities taken away, as long as I can hang around with this big, hunky man.
1: Yeah, the whole thing is just like, at first, when she goes, hey, wait a minute, I'm supposed to be the one doing this, and then immediately spirals into, well, you know, I haven't really been dealing with it a whole lot lately, and, you know, they're right, Mon Mothma probably is better to deal with this, because... You know, those bear bells respect force and, and pack leaders. And Mon Mothma's basically the pack leader and boy,
0: I sure do love a good deep dicking. If I if I just studied the verpine a little more, I'd be more upset about this, but I didn't. So I'm rather I'd rather go to Dick Planet with uh the Lord of Dick Planet.
1: Yeah. It's just the whole thing of like, Hey, wait a minute, I was supposed to do that. But I didn't. I really didn't do my job at all, so no, well, I guess that was that's already, fine.
0: I was already very clearly planning to blow all this off anyway. So, thanks, I so, guess. Okay, Th- thank you for the update. At which point, uh, she turns off the comlink and looks a little sad and confused, because she, again, she's thinking about Han for a second. And here's a fun moment. soldier leans over to her and says, What is it, little one?
1: Uh,
0: I've decided he's a Lothario. Fuck you, I don't care. Um, but she, he calls her little one.
1: Yeah, and of course, her reaction to that isn't, Hey, don't fucking call me little one, who you the, piece of shit. Who the shit calls people little one? You giant piece of crap. No, her response is to, like, lean into his
0: chest and wrap her arms around him and be like, Oh, Isolde. What am I, a fucking gelfling? You call me Leia or princess or senator or ambassador. You call me miss. <laughs> <laughs> Little one, if you're nasty. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then she's like, "No, it's nothing. And he's like, you are obviously lying. Something is disturbing you. And, and I know this guy is just like such a fucking, I, I hate him. I just hate him, John. Do you? I kind of do. I mean, at first I was like, I kind of like this guy because he's sort of a badass and, you know, he's definitely earning his place. But now he's calling her little one and basically just being like, I will deal with your problems. You will not.
1: But even then, she like tells him, oh, yeah, I got basically taken off of the uh, responsibilities I had because they really want me to bone down with you. And he at least recognizes. He's like, oh, that. That makes you sad, and the idea of not being able to go do this is unfortunate for you. And also, I can tell you're probably thinking about Han. It's fine. You can take some time. We don't need to leave right
0: away. You know, figure out what you want to do. Form no tears in your eyes, my love. It draws moisture away from your critically dry vagina. (laughs) Critically dry. (laughs) So, basically, the two of them... I kind of okay. They have a brief conversation where she's like, "Well, I guess I can go to Hapi's with you," and and he's like, "Good, my my mother, she will send a ship, not a ship, a vehicle." Yeah, that's a big whole point here is that he's like, "She's going to send a vehicle," and she's like, "A vehicle," isn't she going to send a ship? But he's like, "No," because ba- apparently her ship's so weird and old that it doesn't count as a spaceship. I guess we don't though, know yet.
1: Given the way Star Wars history works with the whole design of ships and whatnot, they're like, oh, this ship is like 180 years old. Who gives a fuck? I'm sure there are
0: like current ships in the Republic that are like 400. I know. Especially, I mean, keep in mind that the world has been at roughly the same technological point for like 40,000 years Yeah, in Star Wars history, especially in expanded universe Star Wars history. So it's weird that he's like, yes, her ship is 1 billion years old. It is made of wood. Like, what, what are we doing here? Because Hapes isn't as old as the old Republic is.
1: Yeah, but, I mean, the whole scene fucking ends with her, like, face buried in chest, and for a moment she's like, I should probably say I love you to this guy.
0: I won't yet. But then he leans over and whispers I love you to her. And it's an an impromptu weird moment for him to do it, by the way. It feels off.
1: Well, the whole thing feels weird, because I'm like, you two have known each other for fucking a week. Mm -hmm.
0: What the shit? Yeah, and the whole importance of I love you is so weird here. I mean, I guess it's because it's supposed to be a callback to the I love you, I know. No, I think it's just it's weird because saying I love you to someone after a week is kind of weird. I mean, no, I, I specifically mean it because Han doesn't say I love you. You know what okay. I mean? She, he, when, he's, when she's like, I love you. And he's like, I know. And then he gets frozen in carbonite. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's supposed to be a big thing where this guy is definitely more open about his emotions than grumpy old Han Solo.
1: (laughs) Grumpy old Han Solo. Yep. He runs the local gas station, does grumpy old Han Solo. He warns kids from going up that pass. Oh, don't you go up there. Bad things are happening up there. I'm Han Solo. (laughs)
0: Speaking of Han Solo. We gotta go check
1: in with Han. He's fucking around in the Millennium Falcon because he's got a whole bunch of new
0: dumb upgrades he's put into it. So yes. he has to be like, Hey, will this blow my ship up? Yeah. Apparently he has installed an Imperial transponder that lets him pretend to be a variety of other kinds of ships.
1: Yeah, he can pretend to specifically be
0: uh an Incom like Zing uses. Yeah, an incom Y four Raptor. Uh, Incom, the company, I believe, is the one that made the X-Wing. That's the Incom T-65. Yeah. So, so that's what we're pretending to be. I don't know why he isn't pretending to be another you know, Corellian Drive Yards thing, like a YT-2400 or something. Something that you at least kind of look like. Well, the
1: whole point is you use this outside of visual range. Yeah, I exactly, mean, yeah.
0: space is very big. So it turns out that to do this, he flies out into Coruscant space and sort of hides himself. the Falcon in a random Star Destroyer Hulk that's floating around up there. Yeah, the way they describe this is I'm like, oh, there's just a big floating junkyard, like, mm-hmm. right near
1: Coruscant is just a giant, like, asteroid belt of junk.
0: Gotta wonder how long that's been there, right? Like, I assume that there's probably an expanded universe novel where the uh, the rebels have to take the fight to Coruscant itself, like, just killing the Emperor didn't exactly take apart the Empire, so of course we have to go out there and beat up the Coruscant military as well, although... You know, no one will be known now with the prequels. This could have been there since episode two or three or whatever it is. With uh-huh. the I think it's episode three that starts with a big space battle that doesn't seem to be connected to anything else. Huh. Uh, so, so yeah, that, that could all be there from that point, except that none of it's a Star Destroyer. So he's in a Star Destroyer wreckage, uh, pretending to be a whole bunch of enemy ships at once and then doing some maneuver flying.
1: Yeah, his whole thing is he's got two super spiffy new things. One is the I can... Send out a transponder signal that is different from what I am. Hooray. Mm -hmm. The other is he has this, like, massive uh, blanket of uh, interference that he can do. Mm -hmm. So not just like, oh, I can kind of, like, jam the comms on one thing. He's like, oh, I do a giant fuck everyone thing.
0: So wait, you're telling me that he can not only is he a bona fide prince, but also he can use jam. Oh, yeah. Raspberry. (laughs) (laughs)
1: only one man would dare use raspberry
0: (laughs) so uh anyway he's out there doing that when he gets a a hollow call from leia and leia has completely turned off on han at this point because she doesn't even say like hi han she's like general solo i understand you're taking a fleet to the roche system
1: oh yeah she may as well be like hello my good friend han Mm -hmm. my only friend friend that is definitely not getting in my pants what zone are you in right now
0: friend <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. you know the zone of space that's that's what we call them space you know, zones friend space zone <laughs> <laughs> But just
1: calls up and is like, "Hey, General Solo, I hear you're leaving. Would you like to meet up? We, I can, you know, say goodbye and I don't know, probably give you all your stuff back. <laughs> Would you like to come over and get
0: dumped real quick? We <laughs> got to, we got to take that off the plate. I should, I should probably do that before I leave for my fuck trip. Yeah, because otherwise I'll be cheating on you, and that's not cool. So if you could just swing on. I mean, by. I've basically
1: been cheating on you for the past week.
0: Yeah, but but the important thing here is I want to not be the bad guy in this scenario. So. <laughs> I want to stay on my high horse, so if you could swing by... Bring a trash bag for your shit. Uh, I've (laughs) already got it in a box. It's sitting outside of my quarters. It's marked General Solo's shit. (laughs) (laughs) You'll find it to the left. To the left.
1: You'll find that it includes mostly a vest and a blaster.
0: (laughs) So... So he's kind of like, uh, yeah, I, I guess I can meet you on board your flagship and we can have drinks or something. And she's like, that would be an acceptable social encounter. Terminating conversation.
1: <laughs> Good. We will now end this. Good day to you, sir. <laughs> so this
0: is a pretty rough phone call for poor Han to get.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, she may as well have just been like, hello, Han Solo. I do not care for you. Click.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I had to write you a dear Han letter.
1: I mean that's ba- and the next scene is them getting together on the ship and it is Leia just being like so hey grab
0: a seat and she's got like like a performance evaluation and there's someone from HR there.
1: I'm going to do what I like to call
0: a dumping uh... you sandwich.
1: <laughs> One, I am dumping you Two, It has been nice knowing you, but three, please get out. <laughs>
0: So, oh, one more thing that happens before he leaves is he he has a bit of reminiscing that he has to do to remind us that there is a group of secret police called Warlord Zinj's Raptors. I, I assume that that's going to matter later, so I wanted to make sure that we got the foreshadowing in there. Yeah. So, so Zinj has a secret group called the Raptors.
1: Ah, the Raptors. the s- basically the to- secret police of Zinj.
0: His, his secret police, the Toronto Raptors. <laughs> Yes, indeed. <laughs> so anyway, uh he shows up for this this conversation with her at at her flagship. We jump right to that next scene.
1: Yeah. And then she's like, "Hey, I'm going to I'm going to go on the Hapee's tour and you're going to go
0: to uh the Roche system." The system. Now, here's here's a funny thing that happens And here. I hate long distance. So, yeah. <laughs> but we've been long distance for 6 months. I know, and now I hate you. Yeah. Uh, so, okay. There's in this moment, um I am euphoric. Yeah, uh, I'm sorry. What was I trying to say when she calls him and she's like, I understand you're taking a fleet to the Rocher system. He has to be like a fleet. I'm not taking a fleet. I'm taking one ratty old Star Destroyer by myself. Like I have to fly the whole thing. It's they, just, just me. They didn't even put chumps on it. They just put a bunch of strings connected to all the consoles.
1: <laughs> they put a lot of cardboard standees in there, and then a note that just says, fuck you, love Threk and Horm.
0: Yeah, that's, I mean, so there's a point where he's like, wait, she thinks I'm taking a fleet? I'm not taking a fleet. That's, I'm taking, it's basically a suicide mission I've been put on. And then when, when, they have this conversation now, and, and she's like, I understand you're going to have to lead a fleet to the Rocher system. Are you sad about leaving? There's no point here at all where he goes, I'm not taking a fleet, by the way. I don't know how you got that information. In his own mind, he's going, and Horn must have lied to her about how many ships I'm taking. Yeah, he, he
1: again is just like, hmm,
0: what an asshole. Better not tell anyone about this. Yeah. Because there's a point right here where he could, be, he could be like, I'm not taking a fleet. I'm taking what's known as the brush off. It's one of the starter stories they use when they have to separate a dick away from someone who they need to marry to <laughs> someone else. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's full of cold showers. The whole thing. I'm taking the blocker. <laughs> the blocker. It's full of porn. Uh, and mostly I'm just going to fly it out to the porn zone.
1: The porn zone.
0: I just wanted to mention this as yet another example of how these two characters should not be dating. Oh, because really? Because it's, no. it's nothing but, but secrets and head games with the two of them. Like, this is the sort of thing where he could be like, hey, I feel like Thrakken is conspiring to keep us apart because he put me on a suicide ship and sent me to the Rocher system. And instead he's like, "Mope." Like, what the hell? How come no one here has any drive? Oh, yeah. I mean,
1: they'll keep talking about it like, oh, he's such a hero or she's got such an amazing amount of like her own responsibility and she, she's a great independent woman, but no one does anything. Everyone's like, oh, things are happening.
0: I guess I'll just go with it then. It completely is. what I mean, this is so obvious to Han that Threk and Horm put him up to this and then probably doesn't expect him to even return. And it's like, he's his response is, eh, thanks for noticing me.
1: I mean, even Leia in the previous bit when Horm calls and says like, hey, we don't need you to go do this. We're sending Mon Mothma, please, please, please fuck us older.
0: Yeah. And like she's, she's She right, knows. But, yeah. She's like,
1: oh yeah, I guess Horm, this is what
0: Horm wants. Yeah, he wants me to go fuck a soldier, but there's no point where she's like, fuck this guy. Fuck, fuck, freaking horn. Horm. He, he's really being a piece of shit, and I don't feel like this is necessarily good for the health of me or my relationships. Yeah. Instead, she's like, okay, Ooh. I guess I'll probably resolve this in chapter 10 or so. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what's going on. Uh, but we do learn right away when, when she's like, well, aren't you sad that you're being sent off to the Roche system? He's like, no. Because I resigned. He's like, yeah, nah, fuck it. I quit. I quit. I quit the military. Fuck you. Fuck this.
1: I'm not, fuck everything. This uh, this whole operation is fucking clown shoes. I'm out.
0: Yeah. He doesn't want to be a part of this dumb shit anymore, which in this rare instance is to his credit. Although all he basically sounds like to her is a traitor. Oh, yeah. Because he's well, like, I quit because I was about to be sent on a suicide mission by a guy who wants you to fuck someone.
1: Well, at least she was like, well, I mean, what are you going to do? Where are you going to go? And He's like, eh, I'm just going to go to Dathmere. I'm going to go to my planet that I own.
0: So I'm going to go hang out on my cool planet for cool guys. I'm going to go, you know, get on the beach, have a drink. So without that rationalization that he just doesn't want to work for Threk and Horm's random machinations, he looks like he's just being a piece of shit to her. Oh, yeah. Because he's like, I'm just going because you don't like me no more. Uh, I'm going to scuff my foot on your floor.
1: And then, of course, when she's like, okay, but Dathomir's in fucking Zinja's territory, and he's like, oh, don't worry, I've been sending out...
0: Republic fighters and like ships and whatnot to draw people away. Yeah, he's basically been running attack and fate operations to draw a hole into the enemy lineup around Dathomir so he can get his own ship in there.
1: Yeah. Which Leia, of course, rightfully is like holy f- Fuck, that is an abuse of power. That
0: is an extraordinary abuse of power. And he's like, eh, don't worry, no one's going to get hurt. Oh, it and doesn't matter. Honestly, how the hell am I a general anyway, when you really think about it? I, I I have zero training for this. Oh, yeah. I'm like, okay, on the one hand, yes, you are definitely going to get
1: people killed. I don't care what if you say, Oh, well, I just told them to go out there and then, like, not really engage. Yes, but you are sending them into enemy territory. He, he
0: does tell them to use long-range drones exclusively. Great, but they are still in
1: fucking dangerous territory.
0: Yeah. So, okay, at this point, she she's really mad at him, uh, and he basically he tries to spin this into, come with me. Obviously, oh, yeah. that's his big plan, is come with me. Don't you want to feel the sand between your toes? Hey, uh, I know that I just
1: showed you that not only am I a complete asshole that is willing to abandon a dying man, but uh, I I'm going to go ahead and be like, Hey, I <laughs> I dumped my power and responsibilities. Would you like to also dump your power and
0: responsibilities? <laughs> and, and to be truthful, she is exactly doing that already. That's that happened about a half chapter ago. Thing is, she she's not doing all of it because really
1: what the Republic wants her to do is to fuck Isolde anyway. anyway. Yeah. So she's like, oh, I dumped the responsibility part. I'm just still doing my part for the Republic by getting it on with this guy.
0: Yeah, and he's doing his part for Republic by stepping down from a generalship he should not have had. Yes. <laughs> he's clearly not a very good general. Uh, but anyway, he's like basically acting like an abusive boss at this point, because he's like, hey, quit your dumb responsibilities. I've got two tickets to Sandals Dathomir. And I...
1: This is the point where the book makes it very explicit that what is about to happen is even worse than you might have thought originally. Where Leia, like, explicitly says, Look, Han, I'm, I'm always gonna be fond of you, but I don't think I'm in love with you anymore. I'm gonna go on this trip of this older. Please, like, get the fuck out of here because I, I wish you had more of a commitment to the Republic.
0: But it's clear you don't, so please just leave. It's so weird because this is the point at which Han gets turned into like Michael Scott from The Office for one of his relationships. Because she's like, because his response is pitiable. He's like, "No, don't dump me. Come to Dathomir. Maybe you'll fall in love with the planet.
1: Maybe you'll fall in love with me." And she's like, "No, no, that's not how this works.
0: That's not how any of this works. Yes, yeah, pretty much." And and then basically he does exactly what you know. He picks up the Chekhov's rape gun. Uh, yeah, he picks up the gun of command. Which I guess Leia just keeps in her house. Well, she keeps all of the gifts in her house. Like,
1: it, it's when so he walks in the there, Republic. Well, no, when when she walk or he walks into a room, like, there's a brief description of, oh yeah, there's that tree with the smart old people fruit
0: sitting right next to her bed. Yeah. And all of the, like, weird glowing gems are sitting right next to it. That is some fucking graft. I'm going to say that, that, that's like our current Secretary of Commerce kind of shit. Ah. Where she's like, yeah, thank you for these 63 gifts from 63 Worlds that are all for the Republic. I'll keep them in my house. No <laughs> one will care. Except they're not. They're for her. Did she, where, where the fuck did she park all the Star Destroyers they just gave her then? Ah. Princess Leia's just got like a, a rental unit taken out, and there's just like 15 Star Destroyers surrounding it. Yeah. I'm sorry, 63 Star Destroyers and a dozen Hapen Battle Dragons. Huh. Huh. Oh, whoops, I forgot about that. It was all just gifts for her. That's why they had to assemble the entire Republic so that the entire Republic could watch one lady get some presents. Yeah, but dumb the
1: he picks up the gun and we get a little bit of very disturbing. Like Leia realizing what's going to happen before it does and her
0: yelling at him like don't touch that. Han, please don't do this. You can't do this. And then he blasts her with it and says, Come with me to Dathomir. Oh, my God. And she goes unconscious, because when the gun shoots you, you do whatever you're told for a while, and you're not aware of what you're doing. Yep.
1: Motherfucker.
0: And, of course... Good Christ, let's have a moment of silence for the integrity of Star Wars. <sighs> yeah, that'll do. Okay. Psy. Yeah, okay.
1: I we- mean, we cut to Isolder, and Isolder's like... Talking to his mom, and his mom is pissed off rightfully. He's like, dude, where the hell is your bride? This is bullshit. This is some, How did you let fucking Han Solo steal her?
0: And he even knows exactly what happens. He's like, he's like, yeah, he shot her with the gun of command. We should not have given him that. We should have even made that. That was a dumb thing. And also, when we gave it to them as a gift, it was a historical artifact gift. We should have disabled it, put a fucking safety lock on there or some Oh, yeah, shit. we
1: should have just taken out the ability for it to shoot and been like, here, this
0: is the thing we used to use. Yeah, if you're like, like hi, America, we're Germany. We're going to give you this 1941 Panzer to put in a museum. Also, it still works and is turned on. The keys are in the ignition. <laughs> yeah, the... <laughs> The fact that he's like, oh, yeah, I saw her walk
1: out, and she had the exact same dazed, sleepy walk and look as someone that's been shot
0: by the gun of command. Our bad. Whoopsie. So he's and she's, like, rightfully pissed off. She's basically saying, oh, Han is a total piece of shit. I'm going to send all
1: of my assassins to kill him.
0: Yeah, she's like, I'm coming there in my assassin boat, which, I'm sorry, vehicle, and when I get there, if I find him, I'm going to kill him. So you better find him before I do. Cause if he, you know. Also, please don't. Yeah. Him and his friends are dead.
1: Yeah, and you know the queen's like, please just, just let me kill this guy and don't go fuck around and do this, your dumb nonsense. And he's like, H- I have a counteroffer. How about I fuck around and do my dumb nonsense? And she's
0: like, you have mildly disobeyed me, but I'm used to that. I get it. You're yeah. a dumbass. Fine, well, whatever. Men. Uh. Ugh. <laughs> so, uh, so basically, they have this little conversation where we are also supposed to be impressed upon by the power and importance of Ta Chume or Chum, I guess. Ta Chum because he can't even look at her. He's, like, not allowed to. And even when he's instructed to look at her, she's still wearing a veil. Yep. So that's that's kind of fun. So he's
1: going to go try and find him, and then we get the end of this chapter where... Eddie Deason <laughs> discovers a
0: secret, and he's like, oh, boy! Deason nuts. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's Corporal Reason.
1: Corporal Reason, we find out, is working for Warlord Zinj. Yeah,
0: he's, uh, he's a dude in, in Warlord Zinj's intelligence operations.
1: And, oh, boy, he's got... Sweet good info, and he's like, ooh, baby, I found out that they're doing hit-and-run tactics over in this part of the system. That means they're drawing forces away. That means they have to be going to some place where the forces would be coming from, and did I mention I'm force-sensitive? I am. Darth Vader basically came up and
0: told me, you're a cool dude, please keep being cool. How, how, how come this fucking guy wasn't in the Mos Eisley Cantina? Right? I, I thought that was just the clearinghouse for everyone that was secretly kind of a Jedi. But here's this guy just hanging around. Like One time I was at a parade, and Darth, Darth Vader saw me at the parade, and he walked over to me, and he touched me, and he told me that the villain of Super Mario Bros. 2 was going to be Wart. Fucking, this whole thing
1: reads so much like a shit that didn't happen dot text, because he's yes. like, I was at a parade with my dad, and Darth Vader was there, and he stopped the whole parade so he could come over to me and pat
0: my head and say, hey, you've got the force. You've got the power, and that Darth Vader's name, Albert Einstein. (laughs) Yeah, and then everybody stood up and clapped. And the entire parade stood up and clapped. (laughs) You're like, and we're still married to this day.
1: (laughs) Yeah the the fact that that needs to get worked into this. Not just it's not enough that he's like, oh, I assume they're going to be going to Dathomir because that's what he finally figures out with his. Weird force sensitivity. He
0: just uses regular old analytics. He's like, oh, they're opening a hole right here. What's right here? Dathomir? Okay, great. They're going to Dathomir.
1: Well, it's probably the force. No, he's like, oh, there's like four different planets they could be going to. But my force sensitivity says Dathomir.
0: Yeah, so good to lo- his good reason. You're the only character. I-, I don't think this guy shows up again. We'll find out soon enough. I, I don't guess. know, but
1: basically but- he's like,
0: I picked correctly in a one in four chance. The force, baby. You feel like If Darth Vader was walking down a parade line and he he picked up a force sensitive, he'd stop the whole parade, chop that guy in half, and then resume the parade.
1: Or the other half is, hey kid,
0: you belong to the Empire now, grab him and take him. Yeah, exactly, because he's going to become the Emperor's Hand or something. Vader doesn't just leave random force sensitives lying around.
1: No, we know that when he finds random force sensitives, he's like, hey, you want to be my protege? I've got like 20 of them. (laughs) Let
0: me get you your own planet and a big old weird dragon thing to make oatmeal on your whole planet. (laughs)
1: So, yeah. Anyway, he tells Zinj to beef up security at Dathomir, right as our main, I don't want to call them heroes
0: right now because they're basically the worst, are headed to Dathomir. Uh, Right as a bunch of assholes and Chewbacca are headed to Dathomir. Yay. Uh, Okay, so, yeah. And then he mentions at the very end that the warlord is a thorough man. He'll take care of it. He's a good man. And thorough. Yeah. And that's chapter seven. Yeah. So chapter eight involves Leia waking up. Uh, this is, this is kind of sad. She basically wakes up where the bride wakes up in, in the second part of uh, you know uh, Kill Bill, where she's just in complete darkness and can't move around at all. Again, this is fucked up. This is completely
1: fucked. The whole thing is like, oh, she wakes up in darkness, has no idea where she is. She tries to move and finds she's in a cramped, dark compartment. There's no way out. Like She finds a little latch. Mm -hmm. that would normally let her out, and it's not opening.
0: She has a little thing in her hands, and she attempts to use it to beat the latch open, but breaks it on accident. Oops, that was the only thing giving me oxygen. Yeah, that was the little rebreather unit that she was supposed to use to stay alive in there. But also, the first thing she can do is
1: she remembers being zapped and told to come with him and to get into this fucking hole, and the last thing he told her was to lie still and be quiet... And her entire body aches because she was trying
0: with every fiber of her being to be still. Yes, because that's what the gun does. The gun is one of those you get forced into doing a thing the way a genie would force you into doing a thing. Yeah. All ironically and shit.
1: So it's not like he had said, hey, go in there and relax.
0: He said, lie still. So she lied still as hard as she could. She was completely rigid. So now she's completely hurt got a bunch of charlie horses and shit she's locked in a little room with no oxygen in it it's completely dark and you know it's all because of a man who loves her
1: oh yeah and i mean of course this starts out and she's like furious with yeah. Han she's as fucking Han. The
0: yeah there's no point in this chapter where she isn't furious with Han. but let's just say that the way that she expresses it is less than no ideal it's bad it's yeah so
1: st- still it <sighs> Just like the way she reacts to Han picking up the gun, Mm -hmm. the fact that this chapter, it wasn't enough for him to be like, oh, I'm going to kidnap you onto my ship, but then shoved her in a hole somewhere Mm -hmm. where she couldn't get out. I was like, holy
0: Fuck, Han! Yeah. How is he still the good guy? Okay, so at this point, she's pounding on the the airlock, dr- demanding to be let out. She starts to think about where she probably is on the Falcon. I mean, she knows the Falcon pretty well. Oh, yeah, she, she can tell of... she's on the Falcon yeah. just from the engines. And she's like, yeah, that's a quadex Power Core. I'm on the Falcon. Okay, where am I? All right, I can kind of tell. I feel like Han's probably about seven meters that way because that's where the pilot compartment is. He can't hear me at all. He's left me to fucking die in here, this yeah, dumb shit like, idiot. If,
1: if they're in the galley, then maybe they'll hear me, or if they're in their rooms. But if he's in the pilot's compartment... And the fucking bulkhead door is closed. and the com- I'm going to die
0: here. The complaints she's yelling are hilarious because she's like, all right, Solo, that's enough. It's time to let me out. This is no way to treat a princess. Uh, I, I, I tell her spending five days with royalty has fucking ruined her. Yes. Because she never called herself a princess before, ever. No. that's And not- now
1: she's like, I'm a princess and I-, I deserve everything.
0: Yeah, carry my giant hair dryer around this desert. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's so bad.
1: Like... We get one of the more disturbing scenes I assume that we're going to get in this book is this opening. Mm -hmm. And then her reaction is to be like, "Aw, but I'm a princess. And I'm like, please don't. Please yeah. don't respond to things with, but I'm a princess. So that's
0: what's happening at the moment. It should just be, but I'm a person. You can't lock me up and kidnap yeah. me. There's... But she's like, no, you can lock me up and kidnap me if I was like, I don't know, a slave or something. I was just some asshole that was... you could do this. This is what you could probably do to Borskfalia, but not me. I mean, he's not even a people. Huh. <laughs> he's sort of a horse dog. Lock him up. That's fine. Gurry? You could do this to Gurry, no problem. Well, yeah, Gurry's just property. Gurry's not even a lady. This, that's fine you can put yeah she's that's probably cool i mean he's an alien monster yeah he's not a man he's a chicken boo he's
1: probably gonna suffocate on his own stink <laughs> <laughs> but his stink is so delicious oh yeah well i mean he's he's gonna be raging hard on
0: the entire time he's dying from his own stink oh yeah he's he's gonna give himself the old chokey strokey at the end there <laughs> okay so uh all right um Eventually, 3PO and Chewbacca pick it up because they have better-than-human ears. And so they come wandering around the ship, talking to each other and trying to figure out what the hell all the noise and banging and stuff is.
1: And at least to their credit, they didn't know this was happening. Yeah, they they had no idea. Chewbacca
0: opens it up and is like, what the fuck? Why is Leia here? Yeah, for a second, he basically thinks that she snuck onto the ship or something. But then he kind of gets the realization of what's happening, and he tears off through the ship because he's going to go beat up Han over this.
1: And again... This is the only saving grace of this book, is before this, Chewbacca was like, I I don't have anything to do with this, you guys are fucking idiots, I'm not gonna deal with your dumb bullshit, and Mm -hmm. Chewbacca was just sort of in the background, but the second he finds out that Han's like, oh yeah, I kidnapped and then threw Leia in the smuggling compartment of my ship, Mm -hmm. he's like, oh, I don't give a fuck if I have a life debt to this guy, I am going to murder him.
0: Yeah, he is unbelievably pissed off, and rightly so. So Chewbacca, obviously the hero of Star Wars, goes stomping off through the ship to rip him in half.
1: Yeah, goes right into the pilot's compartment and is like, We're, dude, I will murder
0: you. Yeah, we need to have words, sir. And Han doesn't even turn around. He's just like, oh, did you figure out what that banging noise was? Like, he's not even worried. No, and the second... Chewbacca's like, I am
1: going to rip your arms off and beat you to death with them. Mm. He's like, ah uh, ah uh, ah, uh. It takes two people to come out of hyperspace with this ship. You can't do it without me. And I'm like,
0: holy fuck, you have turned into a villain. When did he turn into fucking Arcade from the X-Men? Because that's what he does here. He's like, you need two people, and there are only two people on the ship who know how to fly the ship. And Leia's like, ah fuck this. I'm going to go find the gun of command, shoot him with it, and make him take me home. And he's like, oh... I believe you'll find it to be quite broken. Oh, yeah. He takes the gun out again. He's like, oh, are you looking for this?
1: Mm -hmm. Takes the gun of command out, which, of course, freaks her out because she should be
0: having a freak out the second he pulls that out. Yeah, because he's (laughs) going to blast her with it again. He obviously doesn't care. Yeah.
1: And he's just like, oh, oh, I I find it quite inoperational. What a pity. (laughs) You're like, you've become a goddamned Bond
0: villain. He turned into the Emperor. Oh, I'm afraid you'll find this gun is quite inoperational. It is. <laughs> yes. your, your trust that your boyfriend won't kidnap and rape you is your weakness. <laughs> Jesus
1: Christ. Everything in this chapter is like Han just digging himself
0: deeper and deeper. I want to remind everyone that this book ends with the two of them married. <sighs> that is the slalom course we're on right now.
1: Yeah. The fact that this chapter doesn't end with Han dead is amazing to me.
0: Yeah, yeah, this should have been the death of Han Solo. This is where it should have been. Yeah, this isn't the courtship of Princess Leia. This is the character assassination of Han Solo. And then the actual assassination of Han Solo. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I'm okay with Kylo Ren taking him out in the current continuity, but still... Alright, so uh, basically at this point, she just starts yelling at him. She's like, you turn this fucking thing around and take me back to the, the the rebels. And he's like, oh, I've already worked out the calculations of how long it will take them to discover you're gone. And they can't catch us before we get there, you see.
1: Also, we've... We've already locked in our hyperspace course. I'm afraid you'll find we'll be going to Dathomir.
0: Yeah, and she's she's just unbelievably pissed, and she's like, "Okay, well, what the fuck do you want? What is this? What are you doing? How do you think this is going to work?" And he's like, "I demand equal time. Look, all I'm asking is that you spend a week
1: with me on Dathomir." And he's she's just like. What the fuck are you
0: talking about? Well, this is about? the kind of shit you find in, like, Red r slash red pill, where he's like, I deserve equal time and representation. I've put so many sex coins into your old hat. Oh, my God. And you know the biggest problem with this is it
1: fucking works? Yes. Not her- even, like, she immediately goes like, oh, yes, whatever. She eventually agrees to it basically because he's like, Hey, what I want is this. Also, you don't have a choice. Mm-hmm. Because I've already thought of everything and there's no way you can stop me from taking you to Dathomir. Mm-hmm. So she at least just kind of goes, fine, whatever.
0: Uh huh. Now here's, this is the weird thing. Then he tries to do kind of a beauty in the beast fucking thing. And that's that's a lot of the rest of this. chapter. Oh,
1: beast fucking.
0: Yeah. So basically we cut from her kind of going, fine, I will give you seven days on Dathomir and then you will take me back. If I have fallen in love with you at that point, I will not report you. But if you if I have not, you are going to prison. I hope you like prison food. You wet shit.
1: <laughs> yeah. And
0: then it's like, oh, Han Solo's making dinner. Oh, he's cooking a spiced Eric tongue. I like. I know it's A-R-I-C, but I, I still can't pronounce it anything but Eric, and I just think about who that might be. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. I've cooked the tongue of Eric Wareheim. <laughs> From Tim and Eric, great job. He'll never talk again. You're welcome. Oh, man, thanks. <laughs> and he's
1: got, like, candles, and he put a tablecloth on the hollow table thing. Mm-hmm. And, like, he's going all out for this.
0: Yeah. And... One time after Chewbacca messed with those candles, he just sent him out of the airlock.
1: Uh, Just get out, 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 you, out, (laughs) Wookiee. I cannot believe this shit.
0: Yeah, so he's trying to dine alone with her. We learn that this is the fourth night in a row they've been flying. It's about a seven-day flight to Dathomir, and for the past four nights in a row, he has been... Uh, trying to make her fancy dinners. And here is her protest structure. Uh, she is very polite and very friendly, but she refuses everything he offers her, be- offers her because it isn't good enough.
1: Or if he does bring her something and she's like, yes, I will eat that. Now, what you have forgotten is this. Please go get it because she is unwilling to eat mm-hmm. with him.
0: Yes, that's correct. Uh, so basically he pops in. And he's like, I made you this spiced Eric tongue. And she's like, it's not hot enough. And goes away and comes back, oh, you forgot to bring wine. And this is her full protest. And this bothers me because this is Leia being deceptive, I guess, kind of? Or no, just it's just, mean.
1: It's just her being like, oh, what's the only way that I could protest being kidnapped? You could protest being kidnapped by saying you're fucking kidnapping me. Yeah. How about don't play along with this
0: dumb bullshit romantic fantasy thing he has. Yeah. Just stand up. This is this is a problem because it's a character assassination on Leia. She is way more direct than this.
1: Yeah. What should be happening is instead of her getting dressed up in finery, which she does, mm-hmm. and sitting at a table and just fucking with Han Solo, mm-hmm. it should be, oh, I made you dinner. Great. Take the plate. Go into a room. Shut door.
0: Yeah. Or take the knife. Threaten Han Solo with it.
1: I mean, we've already established that, you know... She can't kill Han Solo, Yeah, because she... he's the only one who can do whatever.
0: No, that ship comes out of hyperdrive real easy. You just have to wait for it to break. Uh. So, I mean, that's it's, it's just horrible. It's horrible for both of them, and it makes me really mad.
1: No, both of them are being real stupid right now. The worst part, though, is when at the end of this meal, the Beauty and the Beast shit starts working, and Leia's just like, oh, you know that's right. Han really does do anything for me. Oh, yeah. he'll put his life at risk time and time again. He has put so many kindness coins into my vending machine. Mm-hmm, and that, I'm like,
0: oh, no. Oh, no, don't take the pill, Leia. What are you doing? By the way, there's a subchapter in between the two things we're talking about where Leia, where, where Luke gets a sense that shit is going funk- fuckety.
1: Every and, time we cut back to Luke, he's just doing nothing. Yeah, he's
0: floating around in that Bith ship still. He, he talks to someone on a holovid that tells him he's a big dumbass, and he's like, oh. Yeah, and he goes, but wait, I sense something weird. With Leia. Anyway, let's see how she's doing over in a second part of the subchapter. Yeah. That's, that seems to be happening over and over again. Uh, so eventually, I mean, this is my favorite part of that whole argument that the two of them have when they're like arguing over food. And when he's like, ugh, you won't eat anything I put in front of you. And she's like, yes, that's correct. I, I don't want to eat with you. And he's like, well, maybe I should just turn this ship around then. She's like, yes, yes you yes, should. You should. You shouldn't kidnap heads of state. that, that is That is actually illegal yeah everything you are doing is wrong it's illegal it's unethical i can't believe you think i'm gonna date you again yeah this is a very unusual situation what you, should- you have done is turn me into someone that hates you yeah this is very weird but anyway eventually they this is a big chapter eventually they managed to realize oh i'm sorry that that section ends with him kind of going okay well i'll tell you what i'll keep trying to be the best man i can and one of these days maybe you'll fall in love with me again and she goes maybe i will <laughs> okay okay yeah, like she's actually thing, into it.
1: No, the whole thing is he goes, "Look, baby, I can change. You just tell me
0: the kind of guy you want me to be, and I'll be that guy." I want you to be the kind of guy that's en route to Coruscant. But her response is just like, "You can change, huh?" Hmm. hmm. If I've learned anything from songs in the South Park movie, ah. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> then they get there four days later. They actually arrive off the uh, the planet Dathomir, like way out in subs in uh in Sublight space, basically. Yeah. And wouldn't you know it, Dathomir is surprisingly militarily important to Warlord Zinge. It's just a big secret.
1: Oh, yeah. He's got a fucking... Uh, whole
0: fleet there.
1: Well, he's got a, a shipyard there, mm-hmm. and they're building a whole bunch of dumb nonsense.
0: Yeah, and there's a whole bunch of like fl- uh, fleet ships, and there's a bunch of stuff going on down on the planet... Well, no, they don't go down to the planet. Everything is going on around it because no one wants to go down to death. Oh, I thought there was like a fort down there that was relatively safe. I, I must have misread that. No. Anyway, uh, the he turns on his transponders because, holy shit, this is a lot of Imperial presence or, I guess, fractured Imperial leftover warlord presence. Yeah. Uh, and uh, turns on his IFF transponder to, to pretend to be a different ship. And then, wouldn't you know it, a couple of Zinja's red ex- or TIE fighters come boiling out to go over and investigate him.
1: Yeah, and of course... You know, space is big. They're not in eye range at this point. Mm-hmm. So they're just like, hey, fucking random. Bada, bada,
0: swing, bada, they say to him for some reason. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> Go ahead.
1: Hey, random guy that's in. Definitely something that should probably be here.
0: What's, uh, what's the deal? Why are you here? We're here to repair the Imperial defenses on the planet. Yeah, there's. There's no defenses on the planet. No we're one goes down there. I meant to say we're here to inspect the planet for installation of defenses. Yeah,
1: no. No one goes on the planet. That's dumb.
0: Yeah. And then uh, they- by that
1: I mean we have planetary defenses and we're bringing them to you? Yeah, we're bringing them to bear on you, you liar. <laughs> They're like, hey, we we brought these planetary defense systems and we're storing them
0: here? Mm-hmm. They're for a different planet that we do go on to.
1: Yeah. I just, I love that he tries so much, and they're just like, no, no, dude. No. No.
0: I guess eventually he's going to shoot his own communicator thing on the system and be all like, and the Falcon and be like, it was a boring conversation anyway. I mean, that's almost what he does. Yeah, pretty much. So they start shooting at him, and then he gets into a little flying dogfight with them where he forces Leia to go up and, and uh, man the guns. And- she's like, well, I don't want to get killed by the Empire, so fine, I guess I'll go man the guns. I kind of would have liked it if at this point, point she was like, no, fuck you. Fuck you, turn around. I'm just going to stand here. You know it you know would be a great way to get away from these guys without me manning the gun is for you to turn around and fly the fuck back to Coruscant. The
1: problem is, they can't, because he uses that mass jammer thing, mm-hmm. and it blows
0: up their nav system. Yes. So instead, he hides in a spiraling chunk of wreckage?
1: Yeah, he's in
0: some freighter that
1: he managed to get into he destroys the two tie fighters with a a nice piece of flying oh shoots some white hot death beams at them yeah he does an explosion that's mostly just to make bright light mm-hmm. because he knows that the cockpit of tie fighters their glass goes dark if something bright happens
0: so that it protects the pilot but it means they're blind for a couple seconds who the fuck flies tie fighters babies Yes. What is that shit? That's the dumbest nonsense ever. Why are they wearing those big old helmets with the huge glare protector sunglasses then?
1: Uh, double protection. Double, your eyes are double,
0: important. Double protection on a little lightweight ship with no shields. Hell yeah. That's what it is. Hey, yeah. well,
1: you don't want your pilot to get all burned eyes. No, no one
0: wants them to get eye strain. That's also why they didn't send TIE fighters in to fight at Hoth. Yeah. Don't want to get that snow blindness. Exactly. Yeah, that's why they get to send the people in in those giant metal camels. It's the only way to be safe from snow blindness. It's the only way. That's the thing. If there's one thing that Darth Vader cares about, it's eye safety among his minions. Yeah, duh. Yeah. That's why they're all either wearing uh, various types of big old sunglass helmets. All the time. Yeah. Okay. I'm up to speed then. Yeah. That's fine. He's like, you know, one time my eyes got pretty burned by lava. Hi there. I'm Darth Vader. And then he spins his chair around and sits down. You know, we've had a lot of fun today here on the Death Star. (laughs) So, you're worried about eye strain. I am too, because my eyes are gross and melty. They're kind of the color of pee kind of.
1: <laughs> I mean, if you haven't been drinking enough water, is yeah. what I'm
0: saying. If you want to be like me, Darth Vader with gross yellow eyes that got burned by lava one time because I forgot I didn't have the high ground, <laughs> then you'll want to wear your official Stormtrooper grade eye strain protection helmet. That's right. That's what the whole Stormtrooper armor does. Protects your eyes. Yep. Not from blasters or from Ewok thrown rocks, just sunlight. Just sunlight. That's, that's it. silent killer. Uh, Anyway, they hide in this chunk of wreckage, and then wouldn't you know it, the chunk of wreckage is spinning towards the very ground of Dathomir.
1: Yeah, because all of the dumb explosions and shit that he did to blow up those TIE Fighters... Uh, knocked this freighter loose, and it's just falling towards the planet.
0: Mm-hmm. And so as the chapter rolls to a fun close, it turns out that they are stuck in a spiraling chunk of wreckage headed in on a death course to Dathomir, and we've received nothing but warnings about Dathomir up to this point. Everyone in the TIE Fighters and in Zinja's Battalion and the people that Luke talks to and Han talks to are all like, ooh, Dathomir. No one ever wants to go down to the surface of that planet. It gives everyone the heebity biddy And wouldn't you know it, That's what happens to Leia. Leia's like, ew, it's like there's blood on the white carpet of this planet. Ew, it's like someone spilled grape juice on my couch. (laughs) Ew, it's like someone let a Wookiee in here. (laughs) 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 I can smell him. Has he been swimming? (laughs) Oh, God. At least,
1: God, all I can take is from this book is that Chewbacca is good Chewbacca Chewbacca
0: is always the goodest uh, to be fair we kind of skipped over the part where when Leia and Han kind of confront each other over the whole kidnapping thing Chewbacca is standing there super pissed off and yelling at Han as well and there's a point where he's like would you like me to beat up Han Solo for you ma'am I would happily beat up Han Solo oh yeah and Han's like you can't beat me up Chewbacca I mean you could beat me up but if you could who would take us out of hyperspace oh yeah that's the whole thing is he's just
1: like Oh, I've thought of everything, nope. all contingencies. He's just sitting there,
0: stroking a smaller Chewbacca, <laughs> <laughs> a small white Wookie, a small white Wookie. Ah, ah, I'm into this. Ah. <laughs> he's got, he's got Chewbacca's
1: son. <laughs> Lumpy's just, just fucking sitting there, st- stroking ah. Lumpy. Ah, ah.
0: Let me watch TV on everything. Ah. <laughs> It would be a shame if anything happened to this horrible thing. (laughs) By the way, I've killed your grandfather. (laughs) That's probably for the best. I found his masturbation distasteful. (laughs) Your wife's masturbation, on the other hand, a tour de force. (laughs) Hi, I'm Han Solo,
1: the worst person in the galaxy right now.
0: (laughs) I am definitely, at the moment, radiating the energy of the worst person in the galaxy. Worst dick energy. That's me.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Terrible dick energy. That's me.
0: (laughs) Tiny dick energy. All right, so that's pretty much where we we stop the chapter, with them on a spirally course into the surface of Dathomir. What will they find down there? It certainly seems to scare Force-sensitive people, like Eddie Deason and Princess Leia. Yep. Oh, boy. Probably bad force people. The bad force people. Not the bad force people. The bad force people, they come to me in my head. That's weird. I know. It is weird. Maybe I'm an evil Sith, John. Maybe you are. I mean, if I was going to be something...
1: Yeah, if you were going to be something.
0: Like if I was going to be a Star Wars thing. You, I would definitely be a Wookiee. Yeah, you'd probably be a Wookiee or whatever they have that's real close to manatees. <laughs>
1: whatever they have that's real close to manatees. What, like Moncals? Yeah. You, you, actually, I'd probably be a fairly
0: decent Ithorian. I I feel like you actually would be a pretty good Ithorian, except that they usually work real hard. <laughs> nah. They're always working on making plants or something. Well, I mean, work hard in that they go touch trees and talk to let's, them. Let's be realistic here, John. You'd either be a, a hut or a Kowakian lizard monkey sitting on that hut. There are options, there are openings for both. I mean, if we're
1: being honest here, I'm definitely a hut, and you are definitely my monkey.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Only if I can also be a Sith monkey. Oh, obviously. I mean, clearly. I mean, I
1: assume somewhere in the expanded universe there is a fucking lizard monkey with a lightsaber.
0: I feel like that would be a pretty good thing for me to be, an evil Sith monkey with a tiny lightsaber.
1: Yeah, obviously.
0: That would be... Simultaneously, the cutest and worst thing. When people keep asking you, does he have a lightsaber? Oh, 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 no. It's a red laser butter scraper. We just think he's so cute with it.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> almost took the tip of my tail off that time, little oh, oh, buddy. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> All right, well, there you go. That's what happens in this chapter. John, what do you think is coming up?
1: Oh, God. I I mean, I know... Force witches are happening. I don't know if they're happening soon.
0: I don't remember, honestly. I know that this is also a planet with a lot of fucking rancors on it.
1: Oh, good. That's all I wanted was a lot of rancors and a lot of force witches, and all I hope is that these force witches, some of them can, I don't know, turn into crows.
0: What if one of them just takes care of Han Solo immediately? What if one of them invites them into their gingerbread house? That would be perfect. And yeah, if one of them turns into a crow and helps Han Solo find the power... Because, you know, he's definitely having a tough time. He he needs a power converter for the 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 uh, Falcon. And unfortunately, it's in the hands of these Sanyasin marauders. Yeah. That's a real problem. Luckily, Noah and Teak will show up. And other things that happened in uh, <laughs> 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 and an Ewok movie, Caravan of Courage, or whatever that one was. I yeah. think it's The Great Ewok Adventure.
1: The Ewok Adventure.
0: Yeah, it's that thing. It's definitely that. Yeah. <laughs> 15 little Ewoks. All right. Okay. Here we go. We're done. Ah! <laughs> Okay, here we go. Get ready for it. We're done. Thank you so much for listening to Expounded Universe. It's good to be back. That was Chapter 7 and 8. Coming up next week, chapters 9 and 10. And guess what else? If you want to hear more Star Wars stuff, you are in luck, my friends, because there is a Patreon on which we host all kinds of tasty bonus content. So delicious! Now, to get that content where John and I go to find the most horrible things we can on Wikipedia and share them with you, the $2 listener, all you have to do is go to Patreon.com slash System Mastery and support us at the $2 level or higher. What a fucking bargain. We suggest higher. $200, that's a good level. That seems like a pretty reasonable level to me. <laughs> $200, that's a good level. Yeah. Now, if you also want to sign up at the level where you give each of us a Kia Sedona once a month... <laughs> Just once a month. Once a month, another Kia Sedona shows up at the house. Then that's perfectly fine, too. At that range, we will definitely thank you personally on air for all these Kia Sedonas. You might think, what are they going to do with a Kia Sedona every month? But you would be amazed at how many uses there are for Kia Sedonas. I'm turning them into a transformer. It takes a lot of Kia Sedonas. So many. Look, I'm using them to build my own house. (laughs) Out of Kia Sedonas. (laughs) So once again... Head to patreon.com slash System Mastery and donate at the $2 level. You'll unlock the bonus content for not only Expanded Universe, but also System Mastery. Uh, Keep your eyes open because there's more bonus content coming real soon, specifically at the new $5 level that we aren't quite ready to talk about yet. But just get to that level soon because there's good shit coming. Oh, there's
1: so much shit coming.
0: Oh, it's going to be amazing. A perfect storm of good shit Mm. for you, the listener. (gasps) Find that at Patreon.com slash System Mastery. Otherwise, find us at SystemMasteryPodcast.com or as System Mastery on Gmail, Twitter, Reddit, Facebook, all those places. Send us your Star Wars questions, your accolades, your Kia Sedonas, your Hondas. Uh, I don't know. your I, uh, The Honda Stupid. If you can send us a Honda Stupid every month, that would be amazing. Great. Thank you. John, you got anything else? Well, I will say this.
1: I'm Elan Sleeves bagano No! And I kidnap death sticks. No. Because I I love them.